Hello guys, welcome back to Bubbly Wednesdays. My name is Celeste and I'm your host for today as always. We are back again for video two, which is going to be more science related just in case you guys didn't know. We're going to talk about some topics involving physics and waves. We recently learned this a while ago, but you know, we're going to dig back into it anyway. So guys, starting off, we're going to find out what the wave parts are. There are many parts to a wave. For example, there's amplitude, wavelength, crests, troughs, nodes, and antinodes. Pretty sure that's how you say it. I'm not really sure. All these parts are in transverse waves. In longitudinal waves, there are refractions and compressions, which is the parts of that wave. So, I guess the way to explain a compression is a bunch of particles together. Like, imagine, like, how can I describe this? Imagine a bunch of dots, and they're just in a bunch kind of like in a solid like imagine all those particles together and then for refraction they're gonna separate so they're not as close together so it would kind of be like a liquid or a gas i guess you could say more separated out kind of like that um to explain amplitude i guess just imagine like the the distance between <laughs> something going up and down uh crest would be the top peak of something or the wave, for example. Uh, trough, we're gonna say that's like the bottom of the wave. So imagine you have like, I don't know, like a squiggly line. The bottom of that squiggly line is gonna be your trough. Antinodes are also part of that. They're basically connected with the trough, if that makes any sense. Nodes are that point just before the crest is up, it's that point that's right there. And wavelength is the distance between those two crests and troughs the wave so yeah or two crests basically anyways right so a complete wave only has one crest and one trough and these parts are also for longitudinal waves so they're the same thing it just works differently depending on how you explain it so let's get into wave behavior so based on if the waves interact with another wave and if the waves interact with something other than the wave so when waves interfere with each other, it will either be constructive or destructive. Constructive means that the waves must be in a phase and destructive must have crests. Troughs align, troughs, I cannot speak. Troughs align or they will be. And that means they will be destructive if they don't have a crest or trough. Constructive means that they're in phase and they don't have any aspects of a destructive wave, so they will not. They will have the, they will have a crest, a trough, and they will align. So I guess that's a pretty simple way to explain wave behavior. It's not really too complicated. You just gotta physically see it. Maybe if it helps you out, you can look at pictures of it. it might help out a little bit. Um. So let's get into wave descriptions. The way to describe the waves are wavelength frequency and period wavelength is the distance between successive identical parts of a wave while frequency is how frequently a vibration occurs and period is the time to complete one cycle so wavelength just like i explained earlier when we were discussing parts of the wave it's going to be that distance between the crest and the crest so just imagine that and if it's if you have a wave that has like three crests and two troughs then your wavelength is gonna be three i think 
because it's based on no wait <laughs> if you have one two three one two you're actually your wave like is gonna be two because it's the distance between the the crest so you'll have one two as you go left or right and uh, i guess the way to describe frequency is imagine like imagine vibrate like vibrations it's literally kind of exactly how the definition sounds imagine vibrations and they're just vibrating and they're just gonna keep vibrating keep going and keep going basically that so i think period is pretty straightforward as well the time to complete one cycle so like the it, it goes along with like the frequency of a wave and how frequently a vibration occurs um frequency is also measured in a period so one uh one fraction bar period and periods equal one hash one <laughs> one fraction bar frequency this isn't really specified in the description or topic for this week but we're going to go into some wave velocity so each wave travels with a different velocity or associated to calculate the velocity of a wave you have to use v you have to use the upside down <laughs> the upside down y and the f so v equals upside down y f and to make that in more words we're going to say wave velocity equals frequency times wavelength so upside down y would represent frequency f would represent wavelength and wave velocity would be v so yeah um let's see if we can get into anything else that you guys might be able to understand about pictures because i think it'd be really hard to not understand these things without pictures but okay so let's just get into it so what is a wave it is an oscillation accompanied by a transfer of energy vibrations and oscillations that are repetitive motions that travel over the same path so there there's different waves of course so there are three types that we currently have learned we have learned mechanical electromagnetic and matter waves and not only are there three types of wave but there are also two forms of a wave so we have longitudinal longitudinal and transverse a mechanical wave is most familiar with people it's going to be like in water sound and it exists in some form of matter so like water water fire all that type stuff maybe not fire that, that probably wasn't a very good example just water think of water and like uh singing i guess so they're affected by gravity and just a little side tip they're governed by newton's law so let's get into electromagnetic waves they're used constantly but we don't exactly think about it i guess you could say um it's visible in ultraviolet light microwaves and x-rays so you once in a while use microwaves maybe not every day but use them they don't need a medium to work and they travel at the same they travel through a vacuum at the same speed so i guess the way to explain that is they may be slightly different in a way but they travel a little bit faster through that vacuum um matter waves are the most uncommon one they're going to be protons electrons and other particles that you don't exactly see you can't see these waves so i guess the way to describe that would be like air can't really see air <laughs> so i guess that'd be a way to describe it i don't think i i think that's okay to just describe it with 
Um, so let's get into the two types, or I guess, forms of waves. So we have transverse waves, which whenever the displacement of the wave is in perpendicular to the motion of the wave, it is transverse. So the displacement would be basically where that crest is. In a normal wave, that would be the displacement. And the motion would be that part that the crest and the trough meet on that line. So if I drew a line and I drew a wave through it, it would be that part where the crest and trough are about to meet, I guess you could say. An example would be light waves. Um, longitudinal waves are whenever a wave's propagation is parallel to the motion to the wave. So this is also, like I tried to describe earlier, like longitudinal waves. They're going to be particles all together, which is a compression, and then there are parts separated, which are refractions. And between all of that, between the compression to another compression is called the wavelength. So that kind of goes deeper into the aspects of what it is. I don't think there's anything else to go over, but um, I guess we can go on to the big question of the day. So our big question of the day, everybody, is what tech play, what tech today plays the biggest role in your life? Hmm. All right, well, I pretty sure I have an answer for this and probably gonna be the same for everybody else that does this podcast is my phone yep surprise surprise a child with a phone um yeah my phone is the biggest technology in my life I guess you could say um is that a bad thing no I don't think so is it a good thing not necessarily but ain't a bad thing either <laughs> so let's Let's dig into that, I guess you could say. Um, I personally think that it's okay to be on your phone, just not when you're in like life situations or like you're at a party and you're just trying to go on your phone and not pay attention to anything that's going on. Like you should socialize with people, even if having your phone is a way for you to socialize, like you should be in the moment in real life. You should not have to use your phone every five seconds. It's kind, of, it's kind of sad that I see people on their phones all the time in class. And it just gets really annoying. Because I'm like, what could you possibly be doing? <laughs> like, what could you possibly be doing on your phone? Like, there's nothing that interesting. Unless it was like, you know, coronavirus is in your city or whatever. You know, like stuff like that, I get. If you check your phone or your grandma's in the hospital or like things you need to update on that you cannot update on if you're not on your phone like that type of stuff i get if you're on your phone for and you need to check it like every five seconds but otherwise you shouldn't be like yeah you have friends and you don't have the same classes with them but that doesn't mean you have to be texting every five seconds like you don't have separation issues if if you can't go like five or 50 minutes without texting or talking to your friends like I hope nobody's that miserable to the point where they feel like they need to do that. I personally can go a long time without my phone just because I think I talk to people more in real life than I talk to them on my phone just because I feel like having a face-to-face conversation with someone is such more meaningful. Like when I'm face-to-face with someone, I can tell like what they're thinking. I know their emotions. I know how they feel about a situation and their tone. If it's over text, I don't know what they're thinking. I don't know how they meant to say something. Like if they say, like they could say, uh, hey Celeste, I need to talk to you. 
and I could get like freaked out because I'm like, oh my god, it's something bad, it's something bad. And they come up to me the next day and they're like, oh, this is nothing bad, I promise. But like, I couldn't tell that through the text, so that's like why it messes with me a little bit, like phone conversations. It's very, very frustrating to have to like read people's minds through the phone. It's just ridiculous. I think the beneficial things about a phone is you do get to communicate with people that you are not with at the time. So like family members that live in other states, countries, your phones also help you with like uh, transportation and stuff. Like if you need to get someplace, you can use your GPS, Google Maps, all that. You can use stuff on there. Um, I guess it's also helpful just because it gives you more connections to things that you may not be able to go to at the time. Like, for example, banks. I know, like, I personally don't really go to the bank because most of my stuff is already on, like, the website or the app that they gave me. So instead of having to go to the bank to make a deposit for a check, I can literally just go on my phone, take a picture of the check, and then send it in and they'll give me the money in my bank account. Like, I like stuff like that. Like, I feel like that's a good thing but just the fact that people lose connection like communication with people is just ridiculous like i don't know if that's why our generation is like somewhat bitter towards each other and they're just not put together compared to like some generations i know i'm not gonna throw shade but i'm pretty sure some generations are more put together than others i personally don't have a problem with my generation i just think that our priorities aren't exactly in line but getting off topic <laughs> let's get back into phones so i'm i'm honestly very curious if like people really do have addictions with their phones like how do you get into that is it like separation anxiety do you need to talk to someone and not be alone or is it just the fact that like you're on your phone and like you've had it for, with you like all day have it on the weekends every single hour of every minute of the day like is it just hard to let something like that go because i like i don't personally have it so i wouldn't understand which is why i'm like very confused like like answering a question like this is fine for me but i'm pretty sure someone would be like i can't go five minutes out my phone and i don't get that like i'm perfectly fine without mine i just don't understand why like people feel the need to be on their phone all the time like i'm fine i'm pretty sure they could make it without it they just don't want to because you know what if they miss a tweet a text or a snap from somebody little things that don't really matter as much as connecting with people you love making sure that you're actually being there for them not just sending a heart emoji and saying love you bye But anyways, guys, that's all we have for Bubbly Wednesdays today. I'll catch you guys next week with another podcast. And we'll be doing a podcast with one of my team members who played with me in the Smash tournament, Steve. So hopefully you guys will be there for that one. Bye.